Peter, how, how long is a piece of string? There's an awful lot of information in the reports. And, of course, the Treasury's actually split it up in their release into the, the, the particular areas. You've been covering this for a while. Um, just take us through what the investigation was specifically looking at to begin with and any of the new and interesting information perhaps which has come out in the reports released today. Hi, Stephen. Yes, it's a, look, it's, a, it's an extraordinarily dense and long report. It's more than 600 pages long. Um, and it dropped without warning this morning into our inboxes. Um, and look, it's, uh, the, the focus of the, of the investigation, which was done by a private forensic firm on behalf of National Treasury, looked at specifically um, allegations of wrongdoing and irregularities at, at Transnet um, that specifically uh, relates to the acquisition of more than a thousand locomotives from uh, various suppliers, in, including Chinese suppliers, and the different role players uh, in that deal, uh, which included regiments and Trillion Capital, which is, of course, companies uh, with strong links to the Guptas, and the role that various uh, officials in those companies and the state-owned enterprise in Transnet played. It also looked at uh, at ESCOM specifically. It looked at the coal deals that were entered into be, be, between ESCOM and Tegeta, which is another Gupta-linked company. And, of course, it looked into the uh, the role of the different principals uh, and uh, Minister Malusi, or former Minister Malusi Gigaba, who, of course, resigned this week as Minister of Home Affairs back then, uh, specifically around transit and train deals, the controversial locomotive deals, he was still Minister of Public Enterprises. He's mentioned more than 100 times in that report, um, and it doesn't certainly does not look good. In terms of uh, this, that we have to pick up on Maluski Gaba because, I mean, it's obviously been a difficult week for him. His fingerprints, um, I guess we shouldn't be surprised that they are over us, but is this new information which is contained in this report about his role in those uh, Transnet locomotive deals? Because that was a big, big mm. deal. Yes, it was. And, and, and the big question around Maluski Gaba for a while was, you'd remember last year, uh, um, there was a, a report that was issued by a group of academics called uh, Betrayal of the Promise Report, which, which basically collated all the information in the public uh, sphere and the, in the public arena around state capture. And Malusi Gigaba in that report was, was named as a facilitator of state capture and a facilitator of, of, of or an enabler uh, to help the rent-seeking uh, 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 sort of characters that we have around state capture access to state-owned enterprises. But his fingerprints have never been quite caught out in any of these big deals or any of these big events. Now, this report by Treasury, there are two major findings, uh, I'd argue, against Malusi Gigaba in this. And the one is that he acted, acted outside his ministerial authority. Um, when he helped facilitate these uh, train deals, when he um, actively um, uh, 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 enabled Transnet to flout Treasury regulations, Stephen. So, so that's the first one. And the second one is that he compromised the procurement deal. Uh, he compromised uh, uh, Transnet, uh, the, the whole procurement process, in the way that he, as minister, was involved in it. So that's, that's two very serious and adverse findings uh, uh, that he's implicated. And, of course, the report uh, recommends that, uh, it, uh, that the findings be investigated by the Hawks so we'll see whether or not that, that, that those cudgels get taken on. 
We'll leave it there with Peter Dutoy, journalist with News 24. Read more from him online. Obviously, he's been covering this in a great deal. But now, uh, to take this uh, a little bit further and perhaps talk about the background, uh, we're joined by the Chief Director for Governance, Monitoring and Compliance uh, in the Office of the Chief Procurement Officer, uh, Soli Chitangano. Thank you very much for your time. We've heard a, a little potted part of uh, the report that has been put out by National Treasury. My question as a taxpayer, I suppose, to begin with is when I look at this, you've obviously in great detail, and I haven't had time myself to go through it all, itemized all the various um, procurement issues uh, and breaks in what should have been done from a procurement point of view. I mean, my question basically to begin with is can we quantify uh, the amount of, of procurement from this report you put out. Uh, you, you, you are referring to the, um, the the total. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, when we all think of you know, we think of state capture as this whole thing which has cost uh, the, the the country a lot. But you, as, uh, you know, well, the reports from National Treasury's point of view, we need to know, I suppose, you know, how much has possibly been taken out of the taxpayer's pocket, and uh, this report is investigating a number of those contracts and some of the actions by role players which may certainly have impacted that. Yeah, uh, it's a number of billions because let's let's take uh, the ESCOM one, uh, the procurement of coal. Uh, That contract was around 3.7 billion. And then if you go to Transnet, you look at only the... uh, 1064 locomotives. Mm. It was uh, more than 54 that, that that we paid. Otherwise, if you look at all the contracts there, uh, you are talking about more than 150 billion that will have been spent by government. In terms of the mandate for this report, can you just take us through who did the actual investigation and? Uh, in terms of the, some of the people who, uh, as Peter Detroit mentioned, have actually been linked to some of these wrongdoings, and we just heard that the former Minister of Public Enterprises, as he was then, Malusi Gigaba, um, may have been involved in these, you know, particularly the locomotives. Was interacting with them part of this investigation, or was this purely a financial or an audit type of investigation? Then investigation was looking at the um, compliance with SCM legal framework. You, you remember when you procure as a, an organ of state, there are SCM prescripts that you need to comply with so that we will, at the end of the day, will say uh, this, trans- this procurement was done in a fair and transparent manner. That was the purpose of the investigation. But just to take you back, uh, the investigation at ESCOM uh, was initiated by the former uh, CPO Chief Procurement Officer Kenneth Brown. It was in 2015. And then the procurement related to Mackenzie Trillion and Regiment Capital was also initiated in 2016. Then we looked at those reports preliminarily, and in 2017 we produced our own internal mm. report, which was recommending that there should be a forensic audit mm. to look at all those procurement, which was uh, approved 
uh, in July 2017. And this is now the report which you've put out. In, in terms of moving forward with this, and there'll be a lot of stuff to unpack, uh, do you, as the Office of the, the Procurement, um, intend going further? I mean, this is a report. Ultimately, we, again, as taxpayers, want those who may be responsible for this to account for this. So what is your? what do you do next in terms of where you are in terms of perhaps helping us or the country finalize this what the the report is recommending uh, is, is a number of things you you for the officials who would have manipulated uh, the procurement process they must be subjected to disciplinary processes and then you have those uh, officials who have resigned or who have been dismissed already on other related cases, uh, you can't discipline them. You you will have to uh, report them to the hawks so that if there are criminal um, investigation that can be conducted, it, it must be done. It's on the side of the officials. Then you, you will have suppliers. Uh, what action can be implemented on the suppliers? Number one, it, it, for those contracts that are still existing, then ca- they can cancel them. But some of the contracts obviously have expired. But if the report is recommending that uh, some of the contracts were inflated, then the boards, in other words, ESCOM board, Transnet board, they must implement remedial actions, which... Uh, means they must recover the money that's supposed to be recovered. Um, then you have the criminal elements, for example, where the hawks will come in. Uh, if you read the, most of the recommendations, they will be saying uh, there may be a gratification that may have been received. In other words, uh, when you look at ESCOM, when you look at Transnet, there was a number of times where the officials, and suppliers will collude and give inside information, which may have led to some of the contracts being inflated. And the Hawks must be able to investigate that and see whether the officials or the company didn't, they continue to receive tenders because they were paying, for example, what we call gratification. Then you have another key um, section in the Prevention and Combating of Corrupt Activities Act, which is Section 34, which says if the officials or the company executives, if they were aware of these things that they are happening, uh, or they were suspicious and they didn't report, uh, it's, it's, it's crime in terms of that act. 